Welcome to the My Intimacy Therapist podcast. I'm therapist and coach, Shade Giovanni. If you want to feel less anxiety in your relationships and enjoy a confident and spiritual intimate life, you're in the right place. So grab a cup of tea and a warm blanket and let's talk intimacy. Hey, before we get started, if you have enjoyed listening to this podcast and just look forward to it coming out every week, please, please, please leave a review. I would love to see and hear how you've been feeling about it, how it's touched you. You can do that on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It should take about 60 seconds. So head over to your app, go to the main page of the podcast, and that is where you leave your review. Thanks so much. Hello, welcome back. Today, I have a pineapple Fanta here with me. I did drink my water for today, so I'm all good on that regard, but I'm just setting the scene so you can join me here. (laughs) It is very sunny outside, beautiful April afternoon, just vibes, feeling good. But I did just go on a walk. And while I was on that walk, I was thinking about this concept of trust because it comes up a lot in the work I do, specifically when it comes to affair recovery, but I do think that it kind of just spans relationships as a whole, right? In relationships, we're trying or hoping at all times to be able to get to a place where we can trust our partner, whether that's like uh, you are just starting to date someone and you're trying to figure out what trust looks like with this specific person because your past partner was trash and you've got some baggage there or you've been in a relationship for months or maybe even years and your relationship with this person has included some type of breach of trust and that's not always infidelity it could be financial decisions your partner has made um oh here's a big one not following through on stuff like they say they're gonna do x y and c and they never get around to it or you have to remind them to do it or um, maybe you are in a relationship where your partner just blatantly lies sometimes or omits truths Um, or maybe it's something a little bit more subtle not as obvious something like the way your partner manages themselves their self-care their job their um, health, anything like that, that leads to you feeling like you can't trust them to show up for you. So it's like, what do we do with that? And maybe you are the person that your partner repeatedly says, they can't trust you, they're having trouble trusting you, and you're like, what do I do? What can I do about that? Both of them are linked, and here is what it comes to. Trust is connected to the concept of self-discipline, self-control, self-discipline, splice it how you want, that's what we're talking about. So if you are someone who is able to develop a habit of your own accord, and that part is really important, self-discipline, meaning that other people don't have to be responsible for you or remind you or hold the the decision-making process in their hands for you to follow through on it. Self-discipline is saying that you know how to be aware of what needs to happen. 
you know how to figure out your own personal plan to make it happen. You know how to remind yourself to follow through on something happening. And you should know how to remain consistent and steadfast in whatever area or topic it is, regardless of the storms or temptations or excuses that may come your way. So, you know, the most popular one being uh, social media and talking to (laughs) other people, um, which kind of goes to the infidelity thing. But just as a general broad term, boundaries, right? Do you or do you feel your partner have self-discipline around how you interact with others when your partner isn't present. And this is something where it gets kind of sticky because there is some communication involved, right? For one couple, it might be perfectly fine for you to meet with a friend of the opposite sex and your partner doesn't really need to hear about that. For another couple, that might be a really big deal and that might be a breach of trust. But overall, the idea of building self-discipline around this is that you have boundaries, You have personal internal boundaries that say, here's what's important to me, here's what I value, and here's how I'm going to protect that. So maybe it's something like, you know, I I know that my girl doesn't um, feel comfortable with me meeting one-on-one with this friend or doesn't feel comfortable with me scrolling through on Instagram and liking other girls' pictures. And so I'm going to hold myself in check for that. I'm going to check in with her. I'm going to see how she's feeling. Or even more so, maybe it's not even just about doing it to appease your partner. It's It can be something where it's your internal grounded value. I don't desire to cheat on my partner. Therefore, even though they're not present with me at this whatever club I'm at for my friend's birthday party, I'm not going to do anything that's even the appearance of me getting close to cheating because that's violating my own boundary. That's my self-discipline with or without my partner. That is so, 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 so huge. And I think it is something, that internal compass of self-discipline and boundaries is something that's missing for a lot of people. And so if something like an affair does happen, The rebuilding of the trust part can oftentimes be a lot harder because those little micro versions of trust didn't exist to begin with. There was stuff before. There were breadcrumbs before of, man, I'm not sure my partner, and no one ever says it this way, right? This is me putting a therapist lens over it. But sometimes what it can come down to is, you're not sure that your partner knows how to discipline themselves or check themselves. And so you feel hypervigilant. You feel like, oh, if I'm not present, what are they going to do? Are they going to talk to somebody else? Are they going to behave in a way that's inappropriate or disrespectful to me or disrespectful to our relationship? So when the affair comes, it's, it's not even like, oh, let's just focus on this one thing that was out of character and came out of nowhere. Now we're having to backtrack and look at the slippery slide of all the little moments of lack of self-discipline that led up to that moment. So relationally, that's a big one. 
And I just had an extra thought that I'll add to that too. If you are the person that you may have done some things that you thought were fine, your partner thought was a big red flag or a big no-no or just felt really hurt by, this is one way to start that rebuilding of trust process. Can you show actions of consistent self-discipline over time? Not just in this area, but in all areas of your life so that your partner can have more trust in your character rather than creating this really sticky scenario where they tell you what to do and you do it, but they don't feel satisfied because they had to tell you not to do something and you feel like you can never satisfy them because, well, I did what she said. Part of the issue there is that the locus of control is not within yourself. You are not exercising self-discipline if it's your partner who has to do the disciplining or the um, tell you how to have self-control. Does that make sense? And so there might be times where you guys disagree on the way that boundaries should show up. And that's where handy dandy communication comes in. But what is helpful is can you just go ahead and bring something to the table Can you bring your own value system, your own ways of caring about and protecting your relationship and having boundaries? Have an idea of your own about those that you, you know, kind of a code that you live by for your life that would be the same with this partner or without this partner, your sense of being. So now we have something to dialogue and collaborate about. And it could be that you guys have different ideas of what self-control looks like and maybe maybe that leads to an incompatibility. I don't know. But what I am saying is I hope that you have something to add to the conversation rather than just kind of following the leader and letting your partner decide for you what they want you to do or not want you to do. That's not trust. That's not trust. That's just um, parroting isn't the word, but We want trust and it has to start from you having self-discipline rooted in your values. (laughs) Okay, so taking out of that side of things, that context, now we can put it into the concept of following through. That is another way that trust is either made or broken. This one over time is extremely dangerous and it happens so, so, so slowly. So listen closely. It'll become where there's one partner who overfunctions and one partner who underfunctions. You know exactly what I'm talking about. That's where one partner is always planning, always setting up the dates, always organizing, always cleaning up, always blah, 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 blah. And it could be that that's just your natural lean. Very likely it is that you just are that type of person. But where it goes over into resentment is when an over-functioning partner doesn't feel that they can let go of the reins because they feel like the ball will get dropped because they don't trust their partner to pick up that middle space. The under-functioning partner side, and there's lots of reasons and ways this dynamic gets created. I am oversimplifying this for the sake of the illustration, but the under-functioning partner might not even be noticing that they're under-functioning because they're just so benefiting from the strengths of their partner to get things done. 
Or they might feel a little trapped, like, well, I try to help, but when I do help, it's not good enough for you, so what am I supposed to do? I just let you do it. It's fine. Let's just, let's just be in peace and harmony. It's very tricky. But in order to have trust, we need to have a follow-through that can help ease that tension, ease that dynamic in the relationship so that we can truly be partners and not a boss and employee or a parent and a child. So in that regard, and this is, I will say too, this is not as simple to execute as I'm saying. So please, please, please see a therapist. But the task is for the over-functioning partner, the do-it-all, know-it-all, type A, maybe controlling one, you know who you are, it would be for you to take a step back and leave space. Leave space for trust to develop. Will something get dropped? Probably. Will it get done not in the way you want it to or not in the timing you want? Yeah, more than likely. But that's part of this. You can never know if or how your partner will show up for you so that you can trust them if you don't leave the space for them to figure out how to do that in their own way. And this will take time. Time as in weeks, months of continuously stepping back and giving space. So you communicate your needs. Hey, I really miss you. I would love to go on a date soon. How do you think we can make that happen? And you leave space. And you let them fill it in. And we do this without resentment. We do this without this evil, um, not evil, but this like watchful eye that's like, hmm, let's just see if you're going to mess up because that's gross. Who wants to be observed and watched as if they're in an assessment or, you know, a kid at school about to get in trouble with a teacher? Please don't do it with that energy. If you're going to do that, there's no point. But can you take a deep breath? Calm your anxiety in whatever way is needed. You're going to feel anxious and give space so that trust can begin to be rebuilt in this area so we can see your partner follow through. So now for the under-functioning person, if that is you, usually, it's time. It's time to show up. So your task is to begin following through. Have the self-discipline that is needed to figure out how the follow-through happens with your own special spice and flavor. You don't have to become or do things exactly as your partner would. That's, you know, kind of boring. Then you would be the same person. But you can be thoughtful. You can keep in mind some things that are important to them. And at least just communicate and let them know that you're on it. And so if they've asked you to put up that shelf in the living room, instead of just laying there on the couch and then having in your mind that you're going to do it eventually and blah, 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 and all these thoughts are going on in your head, but hasn't been communicated, then we say, hey, babe. Um, And by the way, this is all without them starting the conversation. That's an important part of this trust piece is that they can trust that you're thinking about it too without them needing to nag you. Right? If you don't want to be nagged, then <laughs> create an environment where you don't have to be nagged. So anyway, so you're sitting on the couch and um, you're just resting. Oh, you're enjoying resting. A great show's about to come on and then you have plans to maybe play video games with the guys later or take a bath. 
Um, so you say, hey, babe, I remember yesterday you said that you wanted me to put up those shelves. I see them. They're still there. I know. I'm thinking tonight I'm just going to chill and then I'm going to get them up by tomorrow. It's, it's not urgent, is it? No? Okay. Yeah, I'm going to do them sometime tomorrow. And then you follow through on that. Because at first what's going to happen is your partner is going to push back. They're not going to be happy because there's likely been times where you have said something and you not have not been a person of your word. And that's on you. So you need to be communicating and updating so that there's a trust line being created. Eventually it won't need as many uh, supports and, and um, structure for your partner to just take you at your word. But... We're rebuilding trust here, so it's going to be a little more intensive in the beginning. But so you relax and you chill and your partner might be a little, <laughs> that's fine, they'll be fine. And the next day, maybe around 6 p.m., you still haven't done it, but you remember you told them you would. And so you just remind them, hey, I'm still going to do it today. I know I haven't done it yet. I'm going to do it, okay? And because you're a night owl, then at 11.50, when everyone's asleep, you get around to putting up the shelves and you have followed through. You've done it in your own time, but you communicated what was happening. So the next time your partner has at least a little bit of cushion, a little bit of marbles in the memory bank to know, okay, they've got it. They've got it. And I'm uncomfortable with how much time this takes, but they've got it. This process is also nuanced and changes and shifts based on each couple, based on what you guys have been through. Obviously, if there is a history of infidelity or really big breaches of trust, like going out and gambling, you know, 20 grand in a weekend, there's going to need to be a lot more structure around and time around rebuilding the trust. There's going to be maybe more check-ins that are needed. But the idea is consistent self-discipline over time will create a foundation of trust or rebuild a foundation of trust that was broken. It takes a lot more time to do when there have been significant wounds and hurts. So just if you have caused wounds or if you felt the wound from your partner, just go ahead and give yourself the grace to understand it's going to be a little bit frustrating and annoying for a while be consistent because it's the breaches and consistency that almost reset the trust meter a bit yay i hope you got something amazing out of that because i really do think that's a super important concept that comes up a lot if you would like to work with me because you were having trouble with this i've got two ways for you to do so the link is going to be in my bio or on my website at myintimacytherapist.com. So if you are dating and you just need some coaching on ways to practice trust building as you're meeting someone new, that's one side. But if you are needing that intensive work, you're needing therapy because there's just been you know, years of stuff and baggage that is making this really difficult and heavy to move, then that's another option for you. But both of those are available in my show notes or on my website. So as always, everything we do here is so that you can create a life and an intimate life where you and your partner feel fully seen, 
fully known and fully loved. Thanks for listening. We'll talk soon.